the magnetics of your psyche draw to you mirrored experiences. You attract to yourself what you need as a reflection of where you are at that point in your life, at that point in your spirit, and at that stage of your psychic development. And so this is the law that explains why when you have an idea, you attract to yourself people who can help you with that idea. The law of magnetic attraction is the one that operates behind support groups. Alcoholics Anonymous depends on the law of magnetic attraction. As do any health support groups. People are drawn there through some force field. Someone recommends, you know, I know this wonderful support group. That's not a coincidence. It's because your law of magnetic attraction is in motion. In the law of magnetic attraction, every part of us participates in this throbbing energy that draws to us all that we need to create. But here, it's worth pursuing this one point a little further. And that's creation is a process that includes that which is created by our fears as well as by our faith, by our mission in life, as well as what we are afraid to pursue in our mission in life. I'm highlighting that because the law of magnetic attraction also means that you attract to yourself what you're afraid of. You attract to yourself the elements in your life that unfold so that you can see your deepest fears. That law of magnetic attraction, it's engaged and it's in motion. And it will direct you, it will create circumstances using your own energy to connect you with people who can bring into your consciousness the parts of yourself you need to confront and so what happens? Something like this. A dynamic I've seen countless times in my workshops. A person who has to come to terms with perhaps a very painful memory. I cannot tell you how many times they'll end up sitting next to someone in the workshop who has the exact same memory, the exact same scar tissue. Somehow, people who have suffered incest find each other within seconds at my workshops. Or people who are past the healing stage and are more interested in the creative stage, they're the ones who find themselves sitting at the same coffee table. I watch it now. I just watch it in motion. As people walk in thinking they are randomly walking into a room, only I know that the law of magnetic attraction is going to do the seating. And I watch it happen. And then I'll start asking questions because I'm enchanted with the way the universe has structured things. The universe has put these laws in motion to get us where we're supposed to go until we become conscious to make those choices for ourselves. The third law that I want to introduce is the relationship between time, space, and speed. This particular law is one that I began to observe in my work with people, particularly in the field of healing. When I noticed the difference between the speed at which people heal 
or the speed at which change occurs in people's lives. Why do certain things unfold faster in the lives of certain people, and for others, it takes more time? Why can some people impact the quality of health almost instantaneously, and for other people, no matter what they do, no matter how many techniques or healers they go to, the unfoldment of the health in their body takes time, long, long time. What's the difference? What's the different factor in their process of co-creation? I finally realized, and in my language, let me describe it this way, that there is a reason why spiritual traditions, all of them, emphasize the need to keep your spirit with you at all times. Another way to say it is keep your spirit in present time. Now, I want to give you an image to use as I describe this. I want you to imagine that you have energetic currents coming in through the top of your head and that your role in life is to make investments with that energy through those currents. When I do a reading on you, I follow your investments. I see what you've invested your energy in. For every one of your investments, what you are actually doing is you're contributing a part of your life force to a thought, to a memory, to a person, to an ambition, to a trauma, to a situation. And you are wrapping your life force in the threads of that memory or in the threads of that relationship. And from that moment on, your precious life force, rather than serving you in the moment, is being directed, because of this choice, into your history. And therefore, it's keeping your history more alive and more vibrant than your present moment. Now, you don't realize this is a choice, but this is a choice to co-create. And what you are doing is you are co-creating your present via your history. You are using your history as your primary co-creative partner. And when you're attached to your history, it's only trauma or pain that creates that experience. The parts of your history that were wonderful, that made you feel good, that taught you, that brought you wisdom, you've already absorbed those. You are those. They are part of your present power and who you are. That's not historical. While you may well remember the wonderful experiences that made you who you are today, that memory does not cost you energy. That memory brings you energy. It pays what I call an energetic dividend. But keeping your past alive is like investing your life force into a mausoleum and hoping it pays you back in life chips, and that's not going to happen. Now let's take this one step further. For every investment you have in keeping your past alive, you are creating time. You are investing yourself and in creating the physical experience of physical linear time. Why is that? It goes like this. Because every investment you have in 
your past is an energy outside present time. In other words, you are involving more of your history in the creation of your present moment. So it takes more time to create your present moment. Let me give you a visual. Imagine that you were given an inspiration and heaven said to you, why don't you do this with your life or why don't you do that? Or what if heaven said, it's time for you to meet the primary relationship of your life, your partner? Or what if you said, I need to heal this illness? Quite frankly, it doesn't matter what, but you have a request. What determines the speed at which that unfolds in your life? It's very simple. If you have a history that is not finished, then what you are in effect saying is, I will allow this next stage of my life to manifest. I will allow my healing to manifest. I will allow an opening in my life for a relationship. But it has to be timed at a rate that honors the pain of my past. The manifestation of this new stage of my life has to occur in a way that does not jostle all the unfinished business that I am holding on to. So, to be even more specific, it's time for you to heal a dynamic, heal a pain, heal a disease. And I would say to you, you know what it takes? First, you need more energy in present time. You're using energy medicine. You're using acupuncture. You're using therapeutic touch. But the problem is, you're holding on to so much past that you don't have enough energy in you to animate these energetic tools. Consequently, you're using aromatherapy. It's just perfume. Your use of crystals are just racks. You can't animate these because your energy is going into your past. So you say to me, well, how do I get my energy in present time? How do I co-create present time energy? This is where you make the wise choice. Let go of the past. Clip the strings. Forgive. Let go. Move on. A fundamental law of creation. Give up the need to know why things happen as they do. Make no judgments and have no expectations. Live in the present moment and trust that what's being created in your life is being created for the best reasons and the best intentions. But if you're unable to do that, what you are in effect doing is you are choosing to allow your past to create your present. In which case, a guidance, a piece of inspiration will take five years to manifest in your life because you don't want to let go of five years of your history. This is what determines what I call the difference between weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, and weight, W-A-I-T. The more emotional, psychic, painful weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, you have, the longer you have to W-A-I-T for anything to change in your life. The longer you have to wait for healing, the longer you have to wait for guidance, because what you are depending upon for stability in your life is your history rather than the spontaneous motion 
of moment-to-moment guidance, the spontaneous energy of creativity will be very threatening to you. And as a consequence, the co-creative choice and power you have will be directed to holding your world in place, to holding your history in place, rather than having the faith and the spontaneous energy to respond to the guidance that flows in your life at all times to create anew. When people live in this division of painful weight and the combustion of wondering why they're waiting for change, they can find the perception, the guidance, the pathway into understanding this polarity by taking a look at one thing. What am I holding on to from my past that is preventing me from creating a new present? All you need to do is look through that porthole. And what you'll recognize is that pain and trauma are elements in yourself that have profound voices of choice. They are choice points. Every painful memory is an element in you that is actively making a choice to create your body, to create your health, to create your yesterday, to create your present. I have done so many readings, so many readings, on people whose dilemma in life is a misunderstanding of the fundamental laws of creation and how they're integrating them and how they're working on them. When you choose to hold on to a weighted past, you have no idea that that is actually an illness. It's the illness of the mismanagement of creation. It's actually, in my opinion, an illness and qualifies for one that completely weights down your creativity, your emotions, your psychology, your psyche, your spirit, because it is unnatural to the spirit to be reduced in its creative power. That is not natural. And it is also not native to our spirit to be sent into a place that it doesn't recognize, which is past. Our spirits are not entities of past time. They are present beings. They don't resonate with the past. When we send our psyche to the past, our spirit remains in the present, and this is called the separation of forces. And the more you separate yourself, the less able you are.